The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we sure are glad to have you with us tonight. We're talking about something that's going to be really interesting a little later on in the show. The whole show is going to be about chronic viruses. That's uh, people probably don't even yeah, realize. Yeah, they're more they common now. than you think. So yeah, really we're going are. to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later, yeah. but you're going to be surprised. At, and when pe- people know about chronic viruses, um, they just don't know they know about them. No, and so right, we're going to bring up things and then right. kind of remind you what's going on and tell you things that you can do about it because there are things that can be done for chronic viruses also. Right. But first... Is in the news. In the news, right. We always start our show off with a little... Because you know, we peruse, that's a big word, uh, peruse the various news wires and stuff in, in a, uh, the, the, you know, the scientific world, looking for things in little tidbits, if you, you will. You want to look up research yeah. that's coming out and new things that have been... And, and, and some things, it's not that it's just discovered, it's been redone well, and verified like this like one. this one we talk yeah. about you know every week you know more evidence that fish oil supplementation and antioxidants is beneficial this time for alzheimer's yeah uh, this just came out in the uh actually the the july issue which okay july's a few days from now but still they're a little early but the july issue is going to have an article about omega-3 supplements in in the Federation of American Societies of Experimental Biology. Yeah. That sounds like a secret government bureau or something, doesn't it? <laughs> and, um, and in many of the past research, they've mm-hmm. actually shown there's, they know one of the things to look for in Alzheimer's is the mm-hmm. amyloid, amyloid beta, plaquing. Yeah, mm-hmm. plaquing. Mm-hmm. You know, and they know, they've definitely showed where the omega-3 supplements actually decrease the plaquing. And that's right. what this actually study found also, is that you saw clearance, which means completely got rid of the amyloid beta protein, with antioxidants and omega-3 supplements. Right. Now, we haven't read to find out exactly which antioxidants, but that brings up another study along the same line. That was that actually come out today as well. Just came out About today. curcumins. Right, or turmeric. Right. Yeah. Well, that's right. the active ingredient is, is curcumin. Curcumin. Mm-hmm. And they actually found that if you can get it to cross the brain barrier, that it'll actually stop the Alzheimer's also. Yeah, and the big thing with that one, and it will you know, kind of sidestep just a moment on the omega-3 thing. Talk about the curcumins for just a second, because it is so that it's that important. Because the curcumins, and everybody knows about the Indian foods, the curries and so on, they have a lot of curcumins in them. Problem is, is absorption. Extremely hard to get into the bloodstream. And the type that we've been using now for years is a company out of Italy called Indina. And they make one that is what we call phytosomal, which means they've wrapped it up in like lecithin, so it's more absorbable. Right. 
And so, well, just those so little it's, it is more absorbable. It is. And so it's actually you get more of it, even though the milligram may be a hair lower. But, you're but still you actually right? get more absorption. Yeah. They, and so when this supplement, this other study showed omega threes and antioxidants, well, the curcumin's is a really good antioxidant. antioxidant. Right. So you take the omega threes and that together, and you really got some prevention for Alzheimer's. And that's what this was showing is that you definitely want to do it in the early stages. You don't want to wait until you have complete cognitive decline. I think we did a whole show on prevention. Yeah, we have. And, you know, you want to prevent. And they do say when you first start seeing mild cognitive impairment, you know, that's your best hopes to actually reverse it. Right. And, you know, but to me, you don't even necessarily have to wait till then. If you know it's in your family and you know it could be, it's something that you, you see a lot around you. It never is going to hurt anyone to take omega three supplements. I mean, no. We've talked about that over and over again. Well, we know that you know. I mean, yeah, Alzheimer's is a thing. You know, and, and when you look at the actually the statistics on Alzheimer's and the increase in Alzheimer's is dramatic. And when you think about our food supply has changed so dramatically in the past, say forty fifty years, and we get less and less and less of these good omega threes. They're also, you know, the omega-3s are also good for, you know, cardiovascular prevention. I mean, you know, preventing heart attacks and things like that. And as well as, you know, we even use them as an anti-inflammatory because it'll keep down inflammation anywhere in the body. Right. And, of course, now this thing comes out about Alzheimer's. It's been talked about for before, but now this is, this is really pretty good uh, evidence. That, and like hey, we talked yeah. about before, omega-3s, that, you know, you can get different supplements. The active ingredients are the EPA and DHA, right. and if it has minute amounts of those, it's probably not going to work. Yeah, many, many, many of these articles, when you dig into the details, you know, and the devil's in the details, uh, when you dig into the details, when they start talking about what it takes to be a good anti-inflammatory and what it takes to do cardiovascular prevention and so on, on that EPA, which is eicosapentaenoic acid, that is one of the omega-3s that you, can, you, know, that you get from fish oil. And the other one's DHA. Now, EPA is the great anti-inflammatory. And it takes somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,500 milligrams or more per day to do that. So if you've got one that you bought at you know, one of the big box stores, and you look on the supplement facts, and it says serving size one capsule, and it's got 130, okay, you're going to have to take, take about quite 12. A bit of them. Okay, yeah, right, quite a bit yeah. of them to make any difference. Or you can get a good one. Like our, our omega-3s are very, very potent, and it takes four a day Two in the morning, two and at breakfast. And four a day yeah. actually gives you 1,800, 1800 so it's a little bit right. over the 1,500, but yeah. three a day don't quite get you there. So. Now, the other side of that omega-3 is that DHA right. and that docosuffexanoic acid. Which is good for the brain. I was going to say, 25%, if your brain's in good shape, 25% of your brain is made up of DHA. And that's why it's so important. There's just absolutely no doubt about that. So that was just a, you know, of course, we like to talk about omega-3s because we've Constantly work with omega threes and use them for so many different. We think things. they are beneficial for just about everyone. Pretty much anything, as a man says, what any whatever ails you. you know? Right. Um, now another study that I thought was really interesting, and, and and I think this affects God so many people. This one was done on you know bone uh, bone risk or fracture risk in SSRIs or antidepressants, and they they talked about specific this particular study. Specifically, used the uh, it looked at the men- it looked at menopausal right. years because, of course, they're getting a little older and they're going to be at higher risk for fracture anyway. Right. And what they did is a lot of women are taking SSRIs not yeah. for depression but because of hot flashes, which there is many things out there There's to take rather things, than yeah. SSRIs for hot flashes. Right. 
I promise. Now this was um, published in the British British Medical Journal right. too. I mean, this yeah. is not a this is actually fly a really yeah. Journal. And they yeah. actually showed that the fracture rate was seventy six percent higher among those taking selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs one year after starting treatment. Now that's significant. Seventy six percent increase. It was seventy three percent increase after two years and sixty seven after five years. So it looks like you know basically, I mean, it's something if you're wanting to take something for hot flashes. The SSRIs aren't it. No, I would say not. And it's going to cause a lot of other problems. And there's been other problems shown with SSRIs also. Yeah. And But the fracture risk was a new one that I'd seen. Yeah. That one actually was one that I had not seen before that it increased risk of fractures. That, that was uh, actually what I'd call shocking. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I just didn't realize, I mean, you know, that we, we talk about something like that. And they and actually said it was a pretty large study. Um, For the study, they concentrated on 137,000 women with no mental health issues. So these were people taking SSRIs that did not need it for depression. Now, personally, they they were taking it for hot flashes. I think that's a bad reason to take it. If well, hot flashes or symptoms of menopause, it says. So menopause is not a disease. It's not. And there's other things that you can do for menopause, and we have many things for menopause. Yeah, um, Metabalance, sure menopause essentials. I mean, there's things, and they aren't harmful to you. All right, that's so, true. There's other things you can do for that. Yeah. Now, something else, and this came out of um, the of the University of Kentucky, and uh, in Cell Reports is, is a journal it was published in, and it's a scientific journal about cell biology. And they talked about, you know, the age-related macular degeneration. Now, you know, as they say, if you live long enough, there's a possibility you get this because it is age-related macular degeneration. And they show that it linked the excess iron in the cells, in other words, to this AMD or Right. Uh, they show it's going to actually progress faster if you actually have an excess, excessive iron overload in the cells. And people don't realize how common iron overload is. Um, More common than you It really is. 7% of all men have it. Mm -hmm. And women after menopause, I'm not sure the actual percentage, but women don't show it until after menopause because, of course, they have a cycle and bleed some. Mm -hmm. Men don't, so they show it at a younger age. Some guys, who knows? We do recommend having your ferritin checked, which is your stored iron. You know, that's a a very routine test, easily added to any panel that we do. Um, Inexpensive. Inexpensive. And and the thing about it, it's very inexpensive. And we do find a lot of men that have it. We do, you know, actually, and occasionally we'll find females that have. We it. do. Now we've had some. A probably the, fe- the worst one we've seen was a female. Was a female, right? Actually, the worst one we saw was a definitely a female. And you know, bless her heart, she had an, a tremendous she, overload. She was almost. She, she was, was about almost to die dead, from it, yeah. right? But she is fine now because we did get her to a hematologist, and they did actually take out enough blood to actually lower the iron content in her blood. So there's there's ways you can treat it. And really, giving blood is actually the treatment. Well, you know, Um, they've shown, study after study have shown that actually, like there was a study, it's been several years back done, that showed that men who regularly give blood, donate blood, actually have a 30% less chance of a death from a heart attack. Right. So, I mean, why not give blood? You're helping somebody else. Yeah, and yourself. And you're helping yourself. So... It is one that unless you're anemic or there is a reason that you can't give, mm-hmm. um, which a chronic virus is one of them, which we're going to be we'll talking talk about, about later. later right. But there's some of the things, if you don't have a reason not to give, give blood. Yeah, because, you know, th- this iron, when it builds up, all right, here's what the way I like to explain it to patients. Iron, if you look at your bumper on an old pickup truck, it's what? Rusty. Well, that's iron. Well, yeah. And iron 
rust. Well, it I always tell oxidant. people yeah. it's an oxidator. Right. You hear of all constantly antioxidants. We just talked about antioxidants to prevent Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Well, iron is an oxidant. A so, big one. and if you don't need it and you have an abundance of it, then it oxidizes even more. Right. So, you know, you have to have some iron, but you don't want an excessive amount of iron because it does rust. So it causes a lot of health problems and it can affect a lot of organs. But in this study, it actually showed that it increases the age-related macular degeneration. Yeah, certainly does. Now, something else, and we've got a few more minutes here to go, but we've got a for the break. Uh, there's a compound in the magnolia tree, and God knows we've got plenty of magnolias around. Yep. Uh, it's called honokyol. And it's actually, we use it because it, it helps modulate the stress hormone. We use it in our product hormone. called Cortisol Soothe, right. which actually lowers stress hormone. Right. It's great for stress and anxiety, which has been used for that for years. Right. But they, this particular study um, actually shows that it, 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 what it does, and, and this was published in a journal called OncoTarget. Onco meaning oncology, type, oncology yeah. or cancer, right? Study that. And they showed that it actually, this uh, honokyol actually may combat or help, you know, head and neck cancers. It shows that it shrinks tumors in the yeah. head and neck. That's pretty incredible. And they isn't it? actually showed exactly how it worked. I mean, they actually, there's a, com- I mean, it blocks a protein called the epidermal growth factor receptor. Right. Which is in almost all of head and neck cancer cells. Mm hmm. And so blocking that protein actually makes the tumor shrink. Right. And they've even found in the research that sometimes it works as well as some of the chemo agents, and it can either be used alone or in combination with other chemo agents. I I thought that was interesting. Okay, we're coming up on a break here, um, it looks like. I hear a little music in the background there. So uh, when we come back from the other side of this break, we'll be right back, and we'll be talking about chronic viruses. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're talking about uh, persistent or chronic viral infections. And you know, Janine, I, I know you and I both go over a lot of lab work each day talking to people about this. And sometimes we'll mention um, that, you know, your CBC shows a pattern. It might be a chronic viral infection. And they'll look at us kind of funny sometimes. They're like, yeah. huh? Chronic no, viral no infection? No one's ever told me that. Yeah. And it, you know, you look at the, I mean, we look at the CBC is where you look for that. Uh, that's where it and we look at actually right. types of, and it doesn't always show up there. If, now, no. if you have a latent virus, it usually won't show up. It's when no. it's more active that it'll actually show up there. Right. And you'll see a higher lymphocyte and a lower neutrophil, which are types of white blood cells. Now, when you look at those, um, you know, we had a friend that's a, that's a medical doctor, and he mm-hmm. actually one time, you know, we were talking, and he said something about, I said something about an inverted diff, which is what it's called mm-hmm. when those cells are inverted. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know... That an inverted diff is is common is uh, you know in one third of the population, and I said, well, what does that tell you? And he stopped for a second. And he said, well, what do you mean? What's that tell me? I said, okay, if a third of the people have an inverted diff, what does that tell you? And he said, I don't know. And I said, it means that a third of the population has an active viral infection, uh, uh, or, or fungal, late, uh, uh, or it can uh, be fungal. Can be fungal. Now it can too, be fungal right? sometimes yeah. too, but it does but show. It's but we can change it. Now, in people that have those inverted diffs, we can change it mm-hmm. with natural medicine. Right. So if you can change it, it's not just normal for that person. What he said is, when I, what he actually said was, well, it's normal for a third of the population. That's right. what it means. It's normal. Like, no, it's not normal. No, it's not. Well, it, it's, it happens to be, you know. But that's what they talk, you know, taught in medicine a lot right. is that it's just normal in a third of the population. Well, no, it's not. You don't wait for it to turn into something else. And that's one of the problems with chronic viruses. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that tonight yeah. is that chronic viruses by themselves, a lot of times, if they're just mild, don't cause a lot of problems. It's when they become really active and they can cause a lot of health problems. They certainly can. You know, and when we, you know, vir- persistent I- infections from a virus or something, it involves, you know, stages. It can be silent and it can be productive. And if it's silent, it's not causing any problems. It's just kind of hanging out there. And one I think that's real evident of that is when we're kids and you have chickenpox. Okay, that's the varicella zoster virus, the chickenpox. When you have chickenpox as a kid, you go through the little episode, have the little uh, pox or you know pustules, and they break and they itch and all that good stuff. You get over that, they go away. It might be 40, 50 years later. Everything's fine. And bingo. That virus comes back at you with a vengeance. Now we call it shingles. shingles. 
And it's the same virus. And that's one of the ones that people understand a lot because everyone's yeah. known somebody with shingles. And like I say, you can have chicken pox 40 years later. Right. And they say that probably a third of the population actually will get shingles in their lifetime. Yeah. And so, you know, when people look at me funny about chronic viruses, I'll say, we all have them. Yes. It's just whether they're active or not. Right. I mean, even one thing that I thought was interesting is the adenovirus, which is actually your common cold. Yeah, I was going to say that. They have actually found that the common cold goes dormant, and it's still in you a lot of times. Right. And that sometimes when you get sick later, it's the same exact virus coming back active. It's not mm-hmm. that you're catching it again and you're getting it again. It's in you. And so washing your hands isn't going to make a difference at that point because <laughs> no. you already have it. Um, yeah. It's more about keeping the immune system strong, and we're going to talk about that tonight, too. You know, I, I think something, you know, when you start talking about that, now that people say, okay, I've got this chronic virus. Oh, like, for instance, like shingles. Okay, that herpes zoster's there. Now, 40, 50 years later, it's still okay, and then something happens. And usually what happens is what we call a trigger. And that trigger could be, you know, something that changes in your physiology. You know, God knows it could be any kind of disease process. It could be another virus, like you have the adenovirus that flares up and gets you a really bad cold or something, or the flu. Or it could be, you know, some sort of a stress, stress or, or, trauma. or trauma. You could and be in an auto. We see a lot of people. We see a lot of people, right? and not necessarily shingles, but other chronic viruses they're fine until they get into a car wreck. Right. And then they come and say, well, what I, what I got in that car wreck is healed, but I have felt horrible ever since. Right. I am fatigued. I can't mm-hmm. get up. And they have all the symptoms. And, you know, they're ones that they've had some sort of virus reactivate in them. Right. And actually trauma and stress are probably the two big things that, that, that trigger it. And everybody that's had shingles knows that being run down and stressed out tends to tri- trigger shingles. That's when it tends to come out, right. And it can come back and go back dormant and come back out again. It's not like if you've had it once, you're not going to get it again. So that's one of the problems with these viruses is, unfortunately, they don't go away. And, and you know, and here's something else. To, you know, while we're on this subject, let's talk about immunization. Um, I know the state of California has just, I think, about ready to pass law or maybe have, that they're going to force you to be immunized. Mississippi's already there. Mississippi's there. And God bless them, what the, the stupid politicians don't understand is that don't work. No. You know, you, I mean, we have people, you know, many, many people that we actually do titers on. Now, titers just a way of checking your antibody levels. They'll come in. For instance, a lot of kids in, in Mississippi, because they got this goofy law that here down here, and they say, okay, I'm getting ready to go to school, college, whatever. I've got to show immunity to herpes zoster right. or whatever. They have to show, if they don't show immunity to it, then they have to have, have, have more vaccination. Right. So we do a lot of testing. And, and we find people that have been vaccinated. Or had it themselves and, and still don't have immunity to it. Because your body doesn't make antibodies properly. So it's got to be, you got to keep the immune system strong. So exactly. it's not just about taking more vaccinations. No. And the more vaccinations you take, the lower the immune system tends to get, actually. Exactly. So it's more about staying healthy, keeping, you know, keeping your body under control and knowing if you do have a flare-up in something. Right. And there are things that you can do about it. Yeah. But some of these persistent viruses, I mean, we just talked about uh, the chicken pox and the, you know, that particular thing, the varicella zoster. There's the herpes one and two. Oh, yeah, that's uh, common. Those are so common, it's not even, we do, they say something like 95%. But I think it, I saw a statistic. Well, type one is more common than type well, two. Well, type, type one, but they said that by the age of about five, something like 95% of the population has been exposed to type one. Now, that's going to give you the cold sores, things like that, if it comes out, if it expresses. And something like 90, by the time you're five years old, you've been exposed. 
great aunt Lucy has kissed you or something and she had it. Now you've got it because that's right. one of the biggest ways it's vectored or transmits from person to person. And there's person. many different herpes viruses. Oh, there's over a hundred. Now yeah. there's only about eight. That actually causes problems in humans, right? Or humanoids. And we, you know, even the herpes zoster that mm-hmm. we mentioned is chickenpox or varicella, right? Now it is in the herpes family. It is. So you know, herpes is not just the bad word herpes. There's a lot of different herpes, and the HHV six has been linked to a lot of different um, health problems as well. It has. There's there's actually like say eight of them, and you know the eight number eight is the one that's the uh, Kaposi uh, that, that goes along with the HIV or AIDS. In uh, Kaposi's uh, neoplasms, and you know, but those things happen, and you know, when you look at HIV, is a, a chronic virus. Oh, HIV, yeah, and I mean that's yeah. one everybody's heard of. And and there's one that you can be infected today, and it lay latent right. for twenty, thirty years. Yeah, you can be positive for HIV, but not have active AIDS right. because it's not actually come out. Well, it may take twenty now, years. Right. You know, it's one. It's one of the bad ones because it's one of the ones <laughs> everybody's heard of because it can kill you. Yeah. And we actually had a patient years ago, and it it amazed us. Um, He had actually checked out of the hospital because he had full-blown AIDS. He had AIDS, right? I mean, he had AIDS. He did not have HIV. He he had already done all the antiviral medications. He had done everything he could. Nothing was phasing it. This guy was on death's door, Mm -hmm. and he came to us. And we were like, shoot, I don't think there's anything we can do. I mean, you're past a certain point, but let's try Never hurt to try. We always say there's always hope somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we put him on everything we had. I mean, we loaded him up with anything that we had for the immune system, any antiviral that we had. We gave him everything. We threw it at him. We did. And he took it. Now, for the first, honestly, six months, he was not dead, but he was no better. He wasn't much better. And I kept saying, I can't believe you're sticking with this because you're you're not any better. And he said, but I'm not dead yet, you know. Well, then all of a sudden, everything started clearing up. And when I say clearing up, he had fungus the, coming the, out the of his nose and his eyes right, and his right. mouth and his ears. I mean, when you have no immune system, you start growing things out of every hole that you have, and it's not real pretty. No. Um, it all cleared up. And I was like, and all of a sudden, he was feeling better. So he went you know, to his doctor. They rechecked him. He was not detectable for HIV. And yep. that was with natural medicine. People think that you can't do it, and people think that there's not alternatives out there, and there are. Now, this particular gentleman, like you said, he was very persistent. Well, I mean, you know, when they kind of hand you the death sentence, yeah. you know, and say, okay, go home and get your order, your stuff in order. Pretty much we've done everything yeah. we can. There's nothing else we can do, and it's not yeah. phasing it. He had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And so he was probably more diligent than and he was than pretty much and like i said for the first six months there wasn't a big change other no. than he was still here he was here which they had not given him but a few weeks to live right. so he was still here he just was no better and then all this it cleared up all of a sudden his immune system kicked all of a sudden he was better yeah now the same guy stayed on everything for a couple of years and i kept telling him it's not gone Viruses yeah. hide. They are not gone. I saw two shows about uh, And I actually, that's ones, right? what, what we want to get the point is, is these viruses hide. There's whole books written about virus hunting because mm-hmm. you got to hunt them sometimes because they're still there. Yeah. Well, in this guy, he eventually was confident and stopped everything. I told him it was still there. And sure enough, it came back. Now, he didn't get a sick because he didn't wait this time. He came back, got on everything, and he was undetectable again. So, yeah. I mean, there was no doubt. That, and he's well, still taking stuff. And he still okay. does take it now. Right. So he, he learned his lesson when he stopped it that you can have one or two copies of that virus hiding somewhere, and it can come back out and multiply later. You know, I, I think this would be a good time to, to explain people the difference between a virus and, say, a bacteria. 
Yeah. You know, if you, for instance, staph. Uh, if we take the staph bacteria, that particular bacteria has everything in it that it needs to replicate itself. It is a single cell organism. A virus is just a bunch of RNA, which is part of DNA, and it really doesn't have any cellular mechanisms. It has to get in our cell, hijack our cell, and then it takes over and replicates itself. That's how a virus and lives off the host, which is you and me, which is us. You know. Right. Okay, coming up on another break, and we'll be right back with more on chronic viruses. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to the uh, chronic virus routine here. Okay, we're talking about it, it live healthy, be healthy. Thank you, folks. Uh, we're talking about chronic viruses, and, and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this one. 
Epstein Barr. Yeah. Or EBV. Epstein Barr. Which is more commonly known as mono. Mononucleosis, right. Actually, there's other viruses can cause mono, but this is the one that's. Epstein Barr is your. your, your, Epstein Barr is the chronic virus also that that persists in a lot of people. It really does. And it's one that you see come out a lot. I, I do say that we see this one a lot. And we, a lot of times, you know, people want to have confirmed, you know, when you say it sounds like you might have, if you had mono when you were young, it sounds like it might be flared up. Well, can we know for sure? Well, yeah, there's actually with EBV, there's a panel that you can do to actually see if it's active again. And we see a lot of people that become active again. We certainly do. I think in the stressful life that people live today, (laughs) we are seeing viruses kind of take over more and more. Um, And the Epstein-Barr virus, like I said, since we do see that one a lot, there are things you can do and we can get it suppressed again. And we're going to talk in the you know, next segment more about things that you can do. But the olive ear or the olive leaf extract is one of the big ones that we use for Epstein-Barr. Yeah. You know, EBV is one that, like you said, Janine, there's, there's a test, a panel, if you will, that, that we can run. And, and we do this quite often because folks will say, well, I, it couldn't be that. I had that when I was 17 and I'm 47 now. Okay, fine. But it could be reactivated. Oh, no, it's just impossible. And we've actually had people to be told by their primary care, oh, no, you, if you had that, no, nah, it's gone, it's done. Well, it's not. Because there's, like say, that panel will show you the viral capsule and the antigens and so on that go with it to actually show you the pattern of a reactivated Epstein-Barr virus. And it is quite common. It yeah. really is. And then there's many other viruses, too. Yeah. Um, some of the other ones people might have heard of is cytomegalovirus. Yeah, CMV. CMV, which I think it is people, 70% of the population actually have it. Most people's are latent because it gets really bad if it becomes it active. It gets nasty. Really nasty. Right. It can actually affect the liver and all kind of things if it becomes active. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we've already talked about the chicken pox. And believe mm-hmm. it or not, measles can actually come back later in life. You don't <laughs> yeah. see it a lot. No, but, but they can. It is one that can. And they are not pretty when they come back. No. No, they now, really aren't. Another one that you've heard a lot about is the human papillomavirus. Right, HPV. HPV, which has been linked directly to cervical cancer. Now, many of these viruses are linked to different cancers. People don't realize that. And I think the HPV has also been linked to a lot of the oral cancers as well. Uh, it has. Yeah, yeah it has. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the thing is, is with all these viruses, some of the your leukemias are linked to viruses. Your mm-hmm. lymphoma is a lot of li- linked to viruses. So it's not just that you get this virus and you just don't feel good. It can cause many other things down the road if you don't do something to increase your immune system and help with viruses. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with HPV, there's some interesting studies that's been out with the AHCC showing that it can actually get rid of it. Yeah, now, yeah. it was specifically done on that virus. Right. And, and that AHCC is it's a, an acronym for Active Hexose Correlated Compound. Compound, right. AHCC is a little easier. Um, but it, it is a very good compound. I mean, it actually showed that it cleared it. It did. It, it actually clear. cleared it. It didn't actually. It actually made it to where it wasn't just latent. It was actually gone. It got rid. So of it. that's a good thing too. So there's more and more coming out with some mm-hmm. of these viruses. Yeah. Now everybody's heard of the tep- hepatitises. Now you have the hepatitis B virus and you have the hepatitis C virus. Mm-hmm. Um, B can be chronic. C is definitely chronic. Definitely. C is another one that you could have been. I mean, we see a lot of people that might have been exposed in the 60s, and they're just finding out now that they actually have Hep C. You know, well, prior to 1992, they didn't even check the blood supply for it. Right. So a lot of people got it from blood transfusions. Um, They do check it now. So, I mean, that is one that's checked now for blood transfusions, no question. Um, But in Hep C, 
is one that we we see a lot. It is Middle America now, right. and there are natural things that you can do to help it. Um, hep C, previously, there was not really good treatment, but there is a new treatment out that they say is getting good results. It hasn't been out long enough to me yet to see, no, but, but it's, the it's research on it looks really good. It does look really good. Um, it's very expensive, I understand. but you know, We mentioned adenovirus, which mm-hmm. is your common cold. common colds. Mm-hmm. Now, another one people don't think about is the parvovirus. Yeah, you think, well, well, well Fido gets parvo. And you uh, actually, yeah, you think a dog's getting parvo. Right. And people, when you're young, it's called fifth disease. Right. And it actually looks like somebody slapped you across the face. Mm-hmm. And it's like real red. Now, we at one time had a OB that was in town mm-hmm. um, that delivered a baby from a woman that had parvo. Right. She then caught parvo from delivering the baby. Right. And she, it ended up turning into rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Many viruses can trigger autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And sure ma- maybe you have the underlying autoimmune disease, but it wouldn't have been triggered if you didn't get the virus, or maybe the virus itself is what causes it. Um, there's still a lot unknown about that. Yeah. So sure there's, there's a lot of research being done on that, but parvo is, you can't get it in humans. Now, it is a, a parvovirus is one of those, um, it's kind of tied in with that adenovirus. And adenovirus is typically your upper respiratory tract stuff or gastrointestinal in humans. And, and it, but, you know, that adenovirus can actually, uh, it, it's a pretty high incidence. Folks have had, you know, organ transplants. If you've had a liver transplant or a kidney transplant or know somebody who has bone marrow transplant, something like that, you know, they usually wind up with one of these uh, adenoviruses because they're immunosuppressed. That's one of the big things is yeah. actually, if you think about it, I know that we had a friend that got a kidney and they said, oh, by the way, you now have and this, they, this, and this. They told him the viruses that that kidney had, they just put in him. Yeah. And at the same time, he took immunosuppressants. You have to. Because you have to when you have a kidney transplant. And he also had a problem with shingles after that. So Mm -hmm. um, the good thing about the olivir, which we're going to be talking about it a little bit more, but it can be taken by someone that's had an organ transplant. Right. It's not something. It doesn't stimulate the immune system. It doesn't boost the immune system. Right. Yeah. But, you know, when you got the, as many different viruses, and there's literally thousands of them. There's thousands. We've I mean, just mentioned a few. We, we're only scratching the surface in that respect. But when you got all these thousands of viruses that we're exposed to, gosh, probably every day, you know, somewhere, you know, somebody's always coughing, sneezing, uh, wanting to hug on you, kiss on you, do something, you know. Next thing you know, you got one of these persistent infections that, you know, you don't think much about it uh, until years later, you get sick. And then you can't put two and two together. Where did I get this? Yeah. You may not be able to tell. I mean, we find people all the time that have absolutely no idea where they've come up with it. And I say, you know, don't worry about where you came up with it. Just do something about it now. But these things can be very chronic, and the latency period can be years. Yeah. And there's even you know, the chronic fatigue syndrome. And mm-hmm. next week, our whole, show, whole is show is about, about that. that. Yeah. And But it can actually be caused by a virus. And there's a oh. lot of research and a lot of controversy on there's actually a group of viruses, MLV. Mm-hmm. And what they've showed is that 86.5% of all people with chronic fatigue syndrome actually have one of these classes of viruses, and only 6.8% of healthy people have it. Right. Well, one of the problems with verifying some of this research is that the, your genetics may change the code in it. It looks a little different when it's retested yeah, again. Because you've got to remember, it actually gets inside our cell and uses our DNA to replicate itself. So it changes. That's why the darn things mutate. Or, you know, you hear about, oh, uh, that virus mutated. The reason it mutated is because it used part of your DNA 
to make more of itself. Right. And so it's real hard to verify later. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a lot of controversy. They come out with, well, chronic fatigue syndrome is caused by one of these viruses. And then they come out later and say, no, it is not. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group of researchers say, yes, it is because of this. So there's a big battle going on. I do think that viruses can cause cause most of the chronic fatigue. Mm-hmm. And also with fibromyalgia, it's also been linked with it. And HHV6 and EBV are a couple of the ones that's been linked with fibromyalgia. And that HHV6 is human herpes virus number six. Uh, they like say there's eight of them that we know that actually, you know, infects us humanoids. So there's so yeah. many chronic problems that mm-hmm. can be affected by viruses. Right. They've even shown, I mean, there's research out there. Now, this gets, I mean, when they start talking about viruses and maybe even bacteria and nanoparticles and nanobacteria and everything mm-hmm. else, they're even saying heart and high blood pressure. They find, you know, indications that there is viruses and bacteria and stuff around the heart when people have more, you know, higher blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's no doubt that, you know, the, the material's there and, and that we can see some of this uh, evidence in, in some of the uh, you know, studies that they've done, that there's definitely some sort of viral material or, like you said, you know, <clears throat> maybe some sort of, uh, you know, bacterial infection. Yeah, I doubt there's anyone out there, anyone, that doesn't have a virus at all. Um, oh, I don't no. think there's any there's way. Not alive, yeah, so. there's no way. So, yeah. you know, we all have chronic viruses. It's just, are they active? Actually, uh, a study in uh, genetics, and I, I'm kind of in, into the genetic thing because there's so much information there. A little study out of the genetics said that up to about 8% of our genome, when they run it through the computer, the computer matches up little sequences. And they said about 8% of our sequences are actually matches for viruses. That's in so, our DNA. So we're part virus. We're part virus. Huh. <laughs> My so, goodness. Well, that's, that's one reason why they honestly say it's so hard to get rid of a retrovirus is because it comes part of you. Yeah. And to kill it would kill you. So it would kill you. That's sure. why it really is. Viruses you are, are the host. And there, I mean, when you start looking, there are so much information out there about viruses and how you they're hard to find, they're hard to detect, they're hard to pin down. They are. Yes, but I they think are. they're a cause of many problems that you can't pinpoint. There, there really are. You know, I, I think we see so many of these chronic problems that people have these, you know, and, and unfortunately medicine in America now has got to the point where it only treats symptoms a lot of times. So they just lump you in there, say, oh, you've yeah. got, you know, whatever. And they, they throw a name on it like chronic fatigue or something. And chronic fatigue can be caused by a host of things. Like say, we're going to have a whole yeah. show on that next week. Uh, but it could be anything. One condition that I always thought just kind of amazed me, and it was transverse myelitis, mm-hmm. which is a severing of the spinal cord, and they know it is usually viral. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if a virus can sever, can sever your, your spinal cord, cord right. mm-hmm. what else can it do? I mean, yeah, that that one good. always got me because it's so, I mean, it's it's complete paralysis, and it's well, not going to come back. That cytomegalovirus that we talked yes. about. If it turns into uh, an encephalitis, which means an inflammation in the brain, brain, it can kill you. Right. Oh, many of these viruses can yeah. kill you. And I mean, so it really, I mean, it's not just a simple virus. Yeah. And I, that's what we're kind of trying to get yeah. a point across is yeah. that it's not just simple sometimes. And it can cause a lot of chronic illnesses. Sure can. Okay, we're coming up on another break. And we're going to come back in our next and last segment. We're going to be talking about what you can do. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're talking about chronic virus things, and we just went through a whole host of these things. We talked about a lot of the viruses, and now we're going to talk about some of the natural things that you can do to keep your immune system strong and to keep viruses in check. And the reason we're going to talk about the natural stuff is because if you look at medicine as we know it today, now, you know, there's a host of antibiotics which will kill the bacteria. There's only a very few things that can, that can work on a virus, and most of them have some fairly severe side Sometimes effects. the side effects are worse than the problem, so right. they're not used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, one of the things, immune boosting. I mean, we, we talk about that all the time. We talk about the immune system all the time. And, you know, there's a few things, you know, your mushroom combinations. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of them have some antiviral effects also, but they mm-hmm. probably work best. I mean, you can keep your own immune system strong to fight off viruses. And probiotics and is that, a big one, And too. probiotics is a really big one. And so, you know, it's the good bacteria to keep down bad bacteria, viruses, and keep your whole immune system stronger. Mm-hmm. 70% of the immune system, like we've talked about before. Right. That's right. You know, there's the arabinogalactin, and which actually also it is antiviral effects itself, but at the same time, it actually does boost your own well, it, immune it, system. Yeah, I mean, it boosts the, what do we call the <clears throat> SIGA or secretory immunoglobulin A, 
it does trigger that. And, of course, that sets the rest of the – once the immune system sees the SIGA go up, the rest of the immune system goes into high alert. So it really kicks it in gear that way. Something else it does – by itself, the arabinogalactin actually increases natural killer cells. Yeah. And those are our body's antivirals. Right, it is. And so yeah. if you could actually increase those, you're much better off. And right. the, the dimethylglycine is another one that can actually boost your immune system. Boost the um, immune system dramatically. It, it does. So, I mean, always keep the immune system strong. We had a whole show about that, too. Yeah, we did. Hmm. Now, we always talk about vitamin D. Always. D keeps your immune system strong, but at the same time, it's been shown to keep down replication of viruses. It stops the replication. Yes, right. it does. Mm-hmm. And another big one that we use, especially in the herpes class, which there's, like we talked about, there is eight, eight. in the herpes mm-hmm. class that affect humans, is L-lysine. And Fairly common amino acid. Yes. But, uh, you know, the problem with it is now getting it in the, in the food supply, we destroy a lot of it with cooking. And people eat so much packaged processed food, it wouldn't have any lysine in it if it started. So, right. And even yeah. if you eat a lot of nuts, which nuts are normally really good for you. Well, they're really and we good. eat a lot of nuts, but they're mm-hmm. high in arginine. And a high our arginine sometimes can feed some of these herpes right. viruses if Especially there's not enough them. lysine to keep it in check. Yeah. So lysine's one that if you know that you have certain viruses, it's a good idea to do some lysine. It's very inexpensive, and it's a good preventative. Um, and is. selenium is another one that's been known for the immune system boosting and mm-hmm. to keep down replication also. Yeah. So is lip- lipoic acid yeah, or alpha lipoic acid right. and N-acetylcysteine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so both those are there's very good. many things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Now, now let's talk about some of the actual stronger antivirals. Like our old buddy Olivier. Now, Olivier, we need to talk about it. Which is an olive leaf yeah, extract. It's right? an olive leaf extract. And we do need to talk about it for a minute because it has so much research and it's probably our go-to. Mm-hmm. For chronic viruses, mm-hmm. it is. And when we've talked about the the gentleman that we dealt with with AIDS, he was definitely on that. Oh yeah. Um, along with most of these things that we're going to list in a minute. Yeah. But he um, really was. the olive ear, there is different strengths out there. When you go get olive leaf extract, it is not all the same. Um, I have many people say, "Well, I'm taking that and it's really not working." And they come in and they're on a 250 milligram with a three percent olerapin, and they're taking two a day. And I'm like, okay, for one. To equal one of our Olivier, you're actually going to have to take ten of those. And we use, and we use up to nine. If somebody has a, like somebody say, has shingles, we'll use nine a day. Yeah, three of them three times a day. So they Easy. would have to take ninety to a hundred day of what they're taking to get any benefit from it. So it is dose dependent. If you're really trying to help something and it's active, you've got to go to pretty decent doses. You mm-hmm. can't just go to a really mild dose and expect it to work. That's true. That would be like taking a speck of an antibiotic and expecting it to get rid of a staph infection. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't. So, you know, the Olivier's had some really good research. It was researched in the 60s by a pharmaceutical company called Upjohn. Upjohn, yeah. And they showed that in a Petri dish, it killed just about everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's one that is our go-to. I think it, we think that it's one of the better antivirals out there. Well, you know, after using it for, what, 18 to 20 years now, uh, we've pretty well figured out, we've, Probably used it against everything you can think of. Just about. Including AIDS. If there's something that we don't know what it is, we'll try all of it. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the things that's always worth trying, and it's not going to hurt you. That's the good thing about it. Yeah, it's just kind of um, a go-to. Yeah. yeah. Now, even your garlic, believe it or not, garlic has antiviral effects. It, it does. You know, and, and, you know, garlic has two, two methods of working. One, when you take it, it has an antiviral effect, and two... Uh, you will reek of garlic, so people will stay away from you, and you're not <laughs> as likely to get infected. So it yep. works both ways. Now, now, another strong one. I don't like taking it preventatively, 
but it is a very strong antiviral, mm-hmm. is colloidal silver. Yes. Um, I like using it in specific cases where we know the person has a virus. It's not something that we do for prevention. No, it's it's not. It, it is something, though, especially the, you know, we've got folks with the adenoviruses or the upper respiratory yeah. tract stuff, and so on. we'll use it quite a, quite a bit for that. And it does work. Or, you know, conjunctivitis in the eye. And we've and used it a lot in a lot of our patients with hep C. Yeah. I've yeah. used the silver with the olive ear. Always with olive ear, though. Right. And then, of course, we do stuff to support the liver at the same time. Typically, if we use uh, silver, though, we use it uh, intermittently. We don't use it continuously. Continuously. Right. We'll use so, it for a short amount right. of time. Now, something else that works really good, and that's the oil of oregano. Yes. That's one that we do use a lot. We, we probably use a lot, use a mm-hmm. lot especially during cold season and some oh, of the adenoviruses yeah. and things like that. And zinc. Zinc is always known to help the immune system, but it does have actual antiviral effects itself. That's why well, we even have a zinc lozenge that you can kind of suck on you know, during that time of year. And if you've got a sore throat or something, it'll actually help kill some of those adenoviruses in the throat area. And it works really, really well for that. And there's a couple that people don't think of as antivirals, and one is St. John's wort. Yeah, you always think of that as a antidepressant, it, and, and it's mostly researched for that. But it does—it's been shown to have really good antiviral effects, and so does green tea. I was going to say green tea is really a good one. They um, think of it more of you know more of an antioxidant, but at the same time, has a lot of antiviral effects. It certainly does. It really does. You know, and something, and of course, here's one that you may or may not have ever heard about, and that's podiarco. Yeah. It's kind of an oddball, so to speak, Podiarco, but it has some really good antiviral and antifungal effects. Yeah. And you probably see it, it more for fungus, but it right. actually also works on viruses. Just so, also, grapefruit seed extract. Yeah. Uh, actually, grapefruit seed extract has been used for a long, long time in uh, cosmetics to keep down fungal and growth and stuff, you know. And keep down other things from growing. Other things from growing, yeah. Yeah, and it's so actually kind of, instead of using some of the preservatives and some mm-hmm. of the, you know, chemicals, mm-hmm. they use the grapefruit seed extract to keep down growth of viruses and bacteria and fungus. Right, and it, it really does a very good job for that. But we use it internally, and, you know, we've seen some pretty, I'd say, dramatic changes with patients uh, using the grapefruit seed extract, uh, especially, you know, some of these folks that have some of these weird gastrointestinal bugs that we uh, have sometimes have difficulty yeah. getting rid of. So there's there's many, and there's many more antivirals. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that can be antiviral. Now, if you have a specific problem, we like working individually with each person so we can get the right thing for you. Yeah, and well, that's, that's the whole point, really. So, and the way we do things is you can call us anytime, mm-hmm. and we will give you a call back. And there's yeah. no charge to talk to us. And we do lab work. We can do it all over the country, most states. Uh, yeah, New York, I think, is one of the few. It's one of the few. Yeah. Can't do it. And we can order it for you there. It's going to give you a good price on it. Um, Typical thing for something about New York. Yeah, so if you do have some of these symptoms or you're tired all the time and no one can really tell you what's wrong, it might be worth giving us a call. You know, it might be a chronic virus. Right. There's a li- it's, it's a high likelihood. Yeah, high likelihood. Um, and next week, like I said, we're going to go more in detail in the chronic fatigue syndrome and the fibromyalgia, which is getting huge. It's getting huge, but you know, and, and you know, we talk about they're probably linked to a lot of these viral things, and we'll we talk about more and more about that. We'll spend the whole hour going through that. Uh, so for tonight, hopefully, you've learned a little bit of something about chronic viruses, and um, you know, we'll see you next week um, and talk about chronic fatigue and uh, fibromyalgia. Live healthy, be healthy. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. 
Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.